Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 287. And it is Tuesday, uh, June 14, 2022. I am your host, Victor Omoyo. And with me, as always, is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What's happening, everybody? That's right. And joining us live in the Codex Prime Zoom studios, once again, making his return to the podcast. He is a Connecticut-based comics creator. He is the creator of the acclaimed series Heat. And he has a brand new series coming out called Strong, which you can support on Kickstarter. Uh, party people everywhere, please give it up for Mr. Javon Stokes. Welcome back, sir. What's going on, guys? What's going on? I'm like really expecting. That was a good. That was a good intro. Oh, that was a great uh, intro. I, 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 I literally was expecting a like a round of applause. Oh yeah, you know. Well, uh, I, I, I applaud for myself. I, I, as you should, you know. <laughs> yeah. Thank you. You know, you just had to, you know. Got to uh, be my biggest cheerleader. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh, but yeah, uh, once again, welcome back uh, to the show, Javon. Thank uh, we'll, you. We'll, t- we'll talk a bit about your new work, uh, stuff you've been up to, and we'll, you know, kind of nerd it up on the podcast, talk about w- what we've been up to as well. And, Nerding uh, it up has never been a problem for me. Uh, absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> and uh, and before we uh, kick it off proper, uh, let's we'll give a quick shout out to two of our uh, esteemed podcast sponsors. First is Silk City Hot Sauce. Uh, Silk City Hot Sauce, uh, they're a Vermont-based business. They have all sorts of unique hot sauce flavors, which you can order from their website. They have one including um, Erotic Fever, uh, Badass Jew, Mango Madness, and one of their brand new flavors titled Bob Bob Levy's Blue Cheese Ass Licking Hot Sauce, which, hey, it's... He yeah. just tried it. He just tried it before we went on the air, and and it's you know it, it's good. It, it lives up to the it, name. Is it ass looking good? I mean, oh there, oh there. Let's <laughs> Why, you set him up. You set him up. <laughs> this is the first time I go out. Go out ahead. A um, guest sets you up. Knock it down. Well, uh, 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 let your imagination run wild, people. Uh, uh, I'll let you off the hook there. So yeah, uh, we'll we'll let that be what it is. Um, uh, but uh, but we could, you can put it on your chicken or all sorts of um, delectable items, shall we say? Uh, all you have to do is go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, use the promo code Codex, that's C O D E X, and you'll get fifteen percent off of your order. Um, also, we do have a uh, our, our dear friend of the show, Afton Ward of Infamous Customs. That's M F A M U Customs. dot com. Uh, dot com. Yes. Uh, also based on Instagram. Um, you can also go to our website and you can order all sorts of cool Codex Prime podcast apparel, including these limited, limited edition, edition. <laughs> uh, Juneteenth edition uh, uh, T-shirts. Victor Vader, DJ Mr. Bird, the Codex Prime logo. You also get the BLM logo with the fist. And the nice. Codex Prime podcast uh, logo in uh, Wakandan font. So, oh, wow. yep. So be sure to uh, you know go on the go on the site and uh, you know uh, put it, put that order in. So yeah, um, infamouscustoms.com uh, and uh, yeah support the podcast. So thank you all for that. So yeah, um, uh, with all that said, uh, yeah, Javon, like how's how's life been in your world since your last your last appearance here? Life is busy, man. Life is busy. It's always busy for me. Uh, you know me. I'm, I'm married. I got uh, the three kids. Uh, I got you know a full time job plus comic books plus two podcasts, and then I try to sneak in some sort of semblance of a of a uh, personal life. 
But, <laughs> you know, somewhere in there. And then I'm always watching sports. So there's very rarely a time where I'm not doing anything. But life's good, man. I can't really complain. That's awesome, man. Yeah, yeah that's, that's good. You know, it's always a, always, always a time for work, but there's always a, always, t- always time for living, you know? Um, yeah, I'm so glad a that you're... Yeah, you know, take the take the wins where you can, you know. Uh, Pretty much. Yeah. Awesome. So yeah, well, Carl, you had some. Uh, well, yeah. What is time off? What, what is, is a personal life? Yeah, I mean, you know, I mean, if some, you know, some jobs, some jobs have a sweet, you know, summer schedule where you have Fridays off. You know what I'm saying? You know, all summer, which you know, you know. I, I, yeah, I don't know that what job this be? is, but uh, I need to find it. <laughs> Yeah, it's, I get Fridays off in the yeah. summer. Yeah, it's 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 pretty cool, you know. You know, it's like uh, it's like oh man, I get to wake up at 9 a.m. You know, just uh, bright and early. You know, just ready to take on the day, take on the three day weekend. You know, when some the folks... fact that you said 9 a.m. like right early <laughs> for me, 9 a.m. is late. <laughs> yeah, you know, um, I, I was I was up today at like 5:30. Damn, that's. Man, that's 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 just mad early. Y'all been to sleep? Um, I mean, I mean, listen, like uh, I I remember th- I remember those days where you know I had to wake up at six in the morning just to make the ninety minute commute to work. Thankfully, I don't have to worry about that no more. That's with these prices. Jeez. <sighs> oh God. God if, if <laughs> I know, I, right? And you in Connecticut, so they pushing six, ain't they? Mm. Uh, last I checked, it was it, it was ricocheting back and forth between four and five. So it hasn't hit six. When it hits six, I ain't going nowhere. Stay at home. Yeah, this man. is a wrap. I'll yeah. be right. I'll be quarantined again. I'm about to break out them bikes. For real, man. Like yeah, this, yeah. Calves about much. to be real strong this summer. For real. I have to pull up like a Fred Flintstone. I need to buy a bike. I don't own a bike. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> man, it's real out here. But uh, it is. But uh, but yeah, Carl, you had some. Uh, um. So I'm still working on I'm still working on Guardians. Oh, for the PS5. Yes. Okay. Um, the part uh, chapter nine mm-hmm. where you have to control the Milano. Yeah. And shoot up the ship. Mm-hmm. Like, you ever get to a point where you're playing a video game, and then you finally beat something, you like have a hard time with it, yeah. so you put it down for like a couple of days. And then you pick it up again, and then you beat it real fast, and then you get mad at yourself because, damn, this was actually easier than I thought. Oh, yeah. Yep, I've been there. That's exactly the moment I had today. Yeah. And, and Javon, you familiar with, uh, familiar with the Guardians of the Galaxy uh, video game? Yeah, you guys are going to hate me. Uh, I haven't picked up a video game controller in my son is three. He'll be four this year. So right around the time that he was born was the last time I picked up a controller. The last game I played was a Spider-Man game on PS. What is what is what are we on now? PS Five. Yeah. So I guess it was PS Four. I love that game. That was the last. So much. <laughs> literally, that was the last time I picked up a controller, mm. and I and I remember it because I had he was newborn at the time, so I had him in my arm, and I'm trying to play. And I was like, you know what? It's not worth it. <laughs> and I was like, all right, come on, son. And and it like my PS4 is sitting right. I have one. It's it looks right at me every day. But um, 
I, I, you know, I have my full-time job. I got my son and, uh, and then every, I have constantly doing a new book. So for me, it's like when, when I get a minute and I know I'm taking y'all off the the video games, but when I get a minute, like I'll watch like the NBA finals Mm -hmm. or, you know, I'll I'll try to catch up on a, on a show that I like. But I, video games, every time I even pick up the control, like I've literally like looked at my controller and I'm like, you know what? I should play some Madden. I got Madden. I can play Madden. And then I'll be like, oh, man, I got to finish that page. Or I got to do some marketing for this Kickstarter. Or I got to color a couple pages or Comic-Con's coming up. Let me get ready for that. I know I got to do something. So, you know, you just gotta, something got to, something had to be sacrificed. Ugh. And it was my gamedom. My, it was my gaming, and and I used to love like playing Madden, um, fighting games, uh, Halo. Like I used to play those a lot, but I would say, I would say since I've started doing comics, like as, you know, making comics, right. less and less have I had the opportunity to play because it's always in the back of my mind you got a page to finish or you need to finish inking that page or you need to finish coloring that page or you have to letter this. So, you know, it's almost a workaholic in me, but you know, it's, it's, it's how I'm like juggling my time. No, I guess, you know, now I'm sure my son is going to get to an age soon where he's going to want to play video games and then I'll be able to do it because then I'm spending time with my son. But now as my son wants to run around outside, well, well that's a good thing. Little cars. That 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 is a good thing. You, you don't see kids playing outside no more. So like. Oh, he loves outside. Oh good, my gosh. Good. Too much. Good. <laughs> <laughs> can't get him inside. No, I can't. He's be, you know, he, he, he'll be one of those kids that will come in when the sun goes down, when he gets older. Like when he can, when he has like agency to like go out, and I don't have to like sit and watch him. He gonna be gone. <laughs> uh, the good old the good old days. Well, you didn't mention Madden. I just gotta ask, who's your team? Uh, my team in Madden is. I'm a Patriots fan, so. God damn it! Anytime I play, I'm playing the Patriots. Anytime I play. It's, it's Connecticut. It's Connecticut. What? Yeah, don't, don't don't do that to me. At least, it's, at least it's honestly, the you you it depends though, cause like. Like Northern Connecticut is, is is a lot of Patriots fans. Right, and Southern, Southern Connecticut is a lot of Giants, Giants. fans. Right, or you know, yeah. So right. I'm like, and I'm I'm a, I was born and raised in Hartford, so I was right here, right, right there between you. I'm a Cowboys fan, <laughs> die hard. I'm sorry for you. I'm sorry for everybody you. is, but you know what? Damn it, I pray for you. I appreciate it, cause damn it, I will say it like I say it every year. This is our year, damn it. You know what? Every Cowboys fan act the same, man. Every Cowboys fan act the same. We do. We got the same. The same. Every single one. My we cousin got... is a Cowboys fan. I can't. Every time he talk about Cowboys, he talking about them like they done won eighteen Super Bowls. And I be sitting here like, dog, y'all haven't. Have you been to the a- the NFC Championship game? Like, have you, like? How many playoff games have you won? I love clowning him. I love clowning Cowboys fans. Twenty. But I used to like the eight. Cowboys in the nineties. In the nineties, I liked them like everybody else. But I didn't really know. 
I didn't really know sports, and I wrote, you know, like I was more basketball than football back then. Yeah. But once I went to college, um, all my friends in college like had teams because they were all from places with teams. Like, and, you know, I'm in Connecticut. We don't have a team. So I was like, well, I'll pick, you know, it, the, the closest team to us is, you know, New England. And it was the year, it was the year Bledsoe was in, the year before Brady came. So I had accused of being a, a bandwagon jumper. But I was like, dude, I watched that 5-11 season with Bledsoe. <laughs> I, was, <laughs> I sat through that. So. Listen, I sit through them all. I, I can't, I can't, I, I'm this too far in where I just can't, I can't switch. Why are you a Cowboys fan? I, I came in. Obviously, you know, watching the triplets, uh, Aikman, Irvin, and uh, Emmitt Smith. And then they made it to the Super Bowl that year, and Michael Jackson did the Super Bowl, did the halftime. So there was one. And then also also that year, too, the uh, Tecmo Super Bowl for Nintendo was out. So Wait, where are y'all from? Rhode Island. Oh. We were oh, we Patriots fans. He was. Gosh, we Patriots fans. No, because they were garbage back then. I don't. I don't even. I don't even watch foosball or whatever that sport is. He knows is. what it is. <laughs> so, <laughs> but yeah, he told me to pick the Cowboys. Nah. No sports. Nah. That's all right, man. Yeah. He he watched the cornhole championships during the pandemic. The cornhole championships. That was a thing. That was. That was a thing. Huh. That was a thing. I'm that. I didn't watch it. On ESPN. Yeah, it was a thing. That's, that's, it, was, it was tough times back then. It was tough <laughs> during the pandemic. They had nothing. <laughs> but, but yeah, you were saying, Carl? Um, but yeah, he told he was like, yo, pick the Cowboys. They're a good team. Okay. Beat them. First time playing it. Beat them with the Cowboys. He was a Patriots. They were garbage back then. Nobody cared about uh, Scott Zolak. So. They made a Super Bowl. But that was Bledsoe. Still, <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Y'all close enough to have? Well, I mean, you guys are in the same position I'm in, right? Like, you know, Rhode Island. Yeah, it's next door. So yeah, and I just yeah. been a I just been a Cowboys fan ever since. Okay, I got you. <laughs> I won't hold it against you. It's uh, all right. So yeah, tell us about Strong. Strong. So my Kickstarter, um, the one I'm doing now is for a book. Uh, it's called Strong Number Zero. It's a zero issue. Um, it's kind of a tester. The, so the the it's the backstory for the story is kind of complicated and convoluted. So follow me if you can. Okay. You guys know I do a comic book called Heat. Right. Have um, it. And uh, with Heat, I was going to introduce a female superhero like counterpart for him you know his his cat woman right. and um i'm not going to say the name of the character because i want to keep the name and uh i don't want anybody to take it and i haven't heard it so i don't want to take it but um so i had this character um and i was going to introduce him and in, her in the book and as i was doing the story for her I flipped the story. Things started changing. I mean, you guys, you know, if you're a creative person, you know, things like are fluid. They just go, and eventually she just got cut out of the story, like altogether. 
because I couldn't find a reason. Like I couldn't understand her purpose in the story. Uh, fast forward a little bit. This is a few years ago. So fast forward to the uh, quarantine, where I was a little. I, I had gone through a lot. Like uh, my mom had passed. Um, but prior to the quarantine, my mother had passed right before my son was born. And then my son was born. So it was kind of a lot. Um, and I was like burned out from heat, like no pun intended. Um, I was burned out and, uh, I was kind of tired and I, I just, I couldn't pick up a pencil to do another heat story. I, I just, I think it was a culmination of everything that was going on with me. Right. So I was like, well, let me, you know, I got this character that I'm not using. Maybe I should just do a book for her. So I sat down and I was like, I did, I didn't. I didn't like the character that I had enough to do a book. So I started going, well, okay, what if I, so I, I want to do a, a female, you know, superhero. What does that look like? What does my female superhero look like? And so then I just literally, I chucked the name, I chucked the powers, I chucked the costume. And I really started looking at it um, from the perspective of, how would I build a character that a my wife would like, uh, and my stepdaughters would like, and that women could look at and actually like have a sense of pride with, like the way that women look at Storm and are they're a pride, you know, they're proud of Storm. Like they, most women love superheroes. My son's coming. Um, most women love storm, you know, like across the board. So I went, okay, what is, I kind of thought about what is like the stereotypical, you know, female superhero. And it's always like, she's strong, capable and everything. And I was like, Oh, strong. I like that. Well, I haven't heard anybody called that. Like I've heard strong guy. I've heard, you know, other variations, but never just strong. So I took the name strong and then I wrote and went with it. And so I said, well, I don't want to make her just black because there are, you know, there's the whole Latina population that is underrepresented as well. So I went, well, let me, you know, Afro Latina. Uh, So then everything just started coming. Um, And then when I designed the costume, if you've seen the costume in the Kickstarter, um, I was like, well, how, what, what type of costume can I make that a woman can feel, go cosplay and feel comfortable in. Like gotcha. they can go to a Comic Con and not feel like I'm half naked. So I, you know, the way I designed it is I looked at a lot of like female wrestlers. Like I looked at, you know, Sasha Banks. I looked at Charlotte Flair. I looked at Becky Lynch. I looked at, you know, all these wrestlers to see what they were wearing. And so that's why she has like the full. Literally, she's almost covered head to toe, except for her arms, you know, because I wanted to really emphasize strength. And, you know, she's, you know, relatively muscular. I looked at a lot of She-Hulk and how She-Hulk was built. And so, like, I'm constructing the character. And then I had the character, but I was like, okay, well, what the heck is this story about? And so the zero issue is the culmination of all that. The zero issue is basically the premise behind it is a reporter gets the opportunity to do kind of a ride along with her. And so I use this as an opportunity to get to know the character 
of Strong. So I'm writing the storyline, and I'm like, you know what? I really like this reporter. And so it, she, I started developing her character. And so now it became this dance. So the entire, you know, it's a 32-page full color. I've done all the artwork, all the coloring, all the writing, everything. Um, it becomes this dance between the two of them because the reporter is trying to get to know Strong, but Strong is very guarded. And, you know, she doesn't, you know, she doesn't really like people asking questions. She just wants her to kind of follow along and see what she does. And then it kind of flips where Strong kind of wants to get to know the reporter. And then you find out, you know, the reporter is a little more, there's more to meets the eye with the reporter. And I thought that was a perfect way to introduce the character of Strong. Um, because one of the things that I wanted for the book was when you put the book down, you should be able to say, I know who this per this character is. I've met this person before. I know what they like. I know as much, I'm very interested in who this person is and I want to keep reading books about it. So, you know, the zero issue is a taste. Um, and yes, it's set in the same universe as Heat. Well, there goes my question. <laughs> oh yeah, same universe as Heat. Uh, but the character of Strong is very much a counterpoint, still a counterpoint to Heat, because you know if you've read my Heat book, Heat can come off a little cynical. Yeah. Um, he is kind of a his, his his point of view of the world is skewed in the sense that you know he wants to do right but he keeps put he keeps being put in situations where he he doesn't react the way he a hero should in his eyes it's more impulsive right whereas strong is is very hopeful and very you know positive she has a very a different perspective on on life and there's a reason she has a different perspective on life and i can't say why you got to read the book can't wait um, but she has a different perspective on life. So, I, and and I I plan on um, having them cross over at some point. You know, when I can when I can fit in a few more hours of drawing somewhere in the, in my in my day, uh, I'm definitely gonna have them cross over. Okay, okay. I'm actually looking forward to. I'm looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to definitely um, reading strong. Um, waiting for my, waiting for my signed copy. Oh yeah. Everybody, listen. If you if you if you if you back the kicks the Kickstarter, your copies are signed. Okay. I'm not a guy who who feels like I should charge people for my signature. Who the hell am I? <laughs> <laughs> I'm not, I ain't there yet. <laughs> nah, I can nah, I, I definitely can't wait to read. I definitely can't wait to read that. And I also admired how you said, "All right, let's do a woman," and then. You took the women in your life into consideration, saying, "Okay, would they like this character? Are they able? Would they be able to relate to this character?" And um, yeah, you took like different elements. Um, I've been through Hartford, so it's pretty. It's a pretty diverse area, so you was able to just see what a Latino looks like or what an Afro oh, yeah. American. I grew up. Was. Yeah, I grew up with uh, with with Puerto Ricans and. Dominicans and, and everything in my high school. My high school was probably fifty to seventy percent uh, Hispanic. Right. So yeah. So you, know, you was I've dated quite a few. I've dated quite a few. So I've seen. <laughs> I've seen. I've seen the world. I've seen a little bit of the world. <laughs> yeah. Same here. But um, like you, 
but yeah, he was able to just take all of that and incorporate it into this character. So it's just like, all right, oh, you can remember Javon from high school. Oh yeah, I did it. Well, he has his character of you know this woman named Strong. Yeah, I'm digging this character. You know, yeah. You, uh, you I tried to. I tried my best to not do stereotypical women. Right. You know, like sometimes writers, you know, they kind of. And nothing against you know anybody who's doing work out there. Like if you if you grind and you grind it, but like sometimes you they have they have women say things that are very stereotypical. And even like I have you know some of my female friends who read comics, they'll be like, yeah, I would never say that. So I I try to just write almost as a male, like like if I was writing a dialogue, it wasn't with a gender in mind. Right. It was just like, how would they talk? And then I went back and looked at it from like, okay, well, a man would say it like this, but a, I, I think a woman would say it like this. So I had to like really um, uh, flex. I had to not flex. I had to utilize muscles, or writing muscles that I don't normally use. Not that I don't write women well to begin with, but when you have the focus of the story as two women, it's entirely different than if like like a focus for the story is strong is a different focus from the story of heat right. um, it's just do two different perspectives and you can't necessarily write them the same but there are similarities yeah i gotcha so yeah so it's actually like between the character you know the conversation between the cat uh between strong and the reporter it's more it's an intelligent conversation. It's two intelligent women yeah. having a conversation instead of real housewives of who really gives a crap. Oh, so you know... Sorry, you know Tyrone. Oh, yeah, I know Tyrone. <laughs> you just yeah, there's no, there's no male in the middle of the two of them. Good. Like, there's no... Like, I'm... Like, I literally was like, no, I'm... No, there's no... There's no male figure driving the story at any point like i i don't this might not be a selling point for some men you know get over yourselves um <laughs> women don't necessarily need us in our stories they don't uh so you know when you're reading the book i tried to make it so that even if you're a man you can still see you can you know you can still see yourself in the characters not necessarily you see yourself as a woman but you can relate you know, you should be re be able to find things and characters to relate to. Right. And uh, that's what I did. Um, and I tried to make her different than she's not Wonder Woman. Um, like she's in no way, shape, form Wonder Woman. She's not Storm. Um, I tried to make her character different than the best versions of female characters that already exist. Because what's the point of redoing something that's already been done? Nah, I got it. I got you. Now, you mentioned you took a lot of, uh, you know, at least from our outfit, from, um, like, various female wrestlers. Are you a wrestling fan? I am a, I am a big wrestling fan. I'm not as big a fan as I used to be. Um, I used to be, like, watching Raw and SmackDown every day, every week that it came out. Right. Um, but I've my, – my love for WWE has waned as of late um, for many reasons. Right. But um, I love I like e AEW now. Like I like watching AEW, but I always miss AEW. Um, Me too. I always catch because 
Huh? I said I at least catch the first hour because I get off of work at nine. So. Well, it comes on when basketball is on now, so it's like yeah. uh, I gotta watch the game, man. I, I DVR it. I come back. <laughs> I try to come back and watch it, but I, I miss out on a lot of it. But I do love wrestling. Like yeah. uh, I, I've loved wrestling since high school. Yeah. Now, did uh, he come from uh, draw any inspiration from any wrestles at all? Uh, not personality-wise, but I did use Randy Orton a lot when I was drawing him. Just that lean figure. Like, when Randy Orton came back, not when he first came out. He was a little chubbier. Right. But when he slimmed down and he was, like, trim, I was like, yeah, that's the body type that I'm looking for. So, yeah, Randy, I used a lot of Randy Orton reference (laughs) when I was drawing heat. I mean, that's a... That that makes perfect sense, especially with certain type of characters. Like if I would, yeah, if I was gonna make some type of big brawly character, I'll probably use somebody like Batista or something, or like, you know, you somebody Batista, like Orton. Would you do Bobby Lashley? Uh, you could do my my knowledge with wrestling kind of goes deep. I can go. Oh, it's just as deep over here. So okay, all right. Don't don't even feel bad. Don't even feel bad. But, um, but yeah, like, I, I love wrestling. I feel like wrestling is probably the closest equivalent, not including the films, but closest equivalent to live action comic books. No, mm. yeah, it is. And one, I, I, I used to not like wrestling. I used to be, oh, it's fake, whatever, it's dumb. And then, um, I don't know if I've told this story on podcast yet, but uh, I, I remember I was in high school and uh, I was just flipping channels one night. It was a Monday night, I was flipping channels. And I saw Stone Cold on his Zamboni driving to the ring. <laughs> and then he jumped off the Zamboni and was beating the crap out of Vince McMahon. And I was just sitting there like, man, this is hilarious. I'm going to keep watching this. And then I was, I, he, that Stone Cold's one of my favorites. Right. From that point on. So I was like in it. And then I was in it all the way through for the rest of high school. I went to college. I met, uh, some friends, like every friend I met was like into wrestling. Uh, so we all, every Monday night, we were in front of the TV. We were playing No Mercy, and SmackDown, and uh, all those wrestling games till 2, 3, 4, 5 in the morning. Um, and then I kind of, you know, the, you know, my love for it waxes and wanes. Um, it's like I said, it wanes now because um, I like Sasha Banks. She's not there now. And I like New Day and, and Big E is out. Uh, I love, I like the Johnny, uh, well, his name, what was it, Dean Ambrose? But yeah. Now he's in AEW. Uh, so, it, I, like I said, I, some, some things get sacrificed <laughs> and wrestling got sacrificed. No, no, I, compl- I completely understand it. I mean, uh, I'm just, I'm just as busy too. So it's like, I right, me try to get some, like, yeah. try to get some, you know, PlayStation time. I, I mean, this dude can beat like a game in a week. I'm still been working on the same game for probably about three weeks. Yeah, you know, I, I still haven't beaten that Spider-Man game. God, I love that game. Still so never get beaten. It probably don't even work anymore. It's probably. That <laughs> Oh, you know, speaking of uh, speaking of Spider-Man, the game, um, you know, uh, as of yesterday, uh, uh, Sony they they launched their uh, 
their upgraded tiers of the PlayStation Plus uh, a program. So I got so I upgraded to the premium uh, membership, which allows you to download like uh, a series of free PS5 games. And one of one of which I downloaded was Spider-Man Miles Morales. Oh, you finally got it. Yep. So um, I'm gonna I'm gonna play that eventually. Oh, um, dude, you beat it. Yeah, let me know how that is. Yeah. Yep. I like it. I'd be in it for the you, you got way more free time. I, <laughs> he does. I miss those days. Right. I miss those days. <laughs> I kind of balance. I kind of balance it out. You know, like I have my my work schedule, but then as soon as I'm off the clock, you know, okay, I have my evenings free, uh, weekends free, so. You know, Did you hear my that? Evenings haven't been, my evenings, evenings and been weekends free. free. <laughs> this dude took it back to the early 2000s with free nights and weekends. <laughs> I don't even, man. Listen, my, I, I had every other every other day I have to put my son down. Uh, so my wife and I, we, we go back and forth. So okay. you know, if if my wife isn't putting, if if I'm not putting my son down, then I'm working. You know, that's kind of the byproduct of, you know, doing having a side hustle. You know, when mm-hmm. you, your free time is generally, you know, taken. Um, but my weekends, I think, like Saturday, I, I I had to I had to put my foot down for the most part and say no side hustle work. Mm-hmm. Like none. And so that day, if I'm not going to church, I'm usually spending it with my family. Um, we'll go to you know, the science center with my son, or I'll take him down to the park or something like that. But like, I try to be like, all right, you know, I've been working all week, you know, doing the nine to five or doing the comic book. I got to give you some time. And I usually try, you know, we usually try to do something Or my wife, me and my wife will do a date night or something like that. So I have to like, like, I try to go Saturday, don't pick up a pencil, don't, pick up your tablet now unless like there's a i have a deadline like i got a hard deadline right then yeah and then sundays um well sundays i try to sneak working but that's like i gotta get you know i gotta get like out of wash clothes or or when football season comes then it's football yeah there we go (laughs) then it's football then i'm either at buffalo wild wings or i got my tablet in front of me and I'm drawing while I'm watching a game. See? That's one good thing about sports. You can multitask with it. That's right. <laughs> you really can. I do it all the time. I got to. I got to. Nice. That's what's up. So, all right. So, I got a question for you. Now, I put this on my TikTok yesterday. Okay. What writers would you say right now is just killing the game? Which comic book writers, to you, are killing the game right now? Like, whatever they just put out is consistently good, and you're just like, yeah, I'll buy whatever, I'll get whatever he's writing. He or she is writing. Um, I would say Hickman. Jonathan Hickman. Okay. Um, I, I love, honestly, it's funny, I was just, I was reading, I, I, it's funny, you said it, uh, oh, I lost my light. Um, uh, I'm sitting here Rereading his um his fan, his his FF run, uh, fan, uh Fantastic Four run. So um yeah Hickman, um Scott Snyder. Uh, I love his Batman run and he's doing some other good things. Um, I'm always a Mark Wade guy. I generally buy whatever Mark Wade does. Right. Uh, who else? You know it's really tough for me because I. 
you know, I'm at the point now where I'm spending so much time focusing on indie comic books that I'm paying more attention to indies than what's going on and um in in the big two. Right. Uh, I, I I don't collect I don't collect uh, it, uh, uh floppies anymore. Not not like I used to. Um I might pick one up. You know who oh, oh gosh, what's his name? He does the Nightwing book. Um, um Tom Tom Taylor. Okay. Is it Tom Taylor? I was gonna say Tom King. Who does the new Nightwing book? No, no. Tom King does he does the, the Batman stuff. I think yeah. it's Tom Taylor. Okay. Um if I'm wrong, I'm wrong. But Tom Taylor, you know, he's the guy I think he did the Injustice uh series, which I love, by the way. Mm-hmm. I've I've got the entire series. But Tom Taylor's Nightwing, yeah, I, I really right. do enjoy. Fear State, it. yep. Yeah, I haven't read any of the Fear State stuff because I don't understand it. <laughs> is it in continuity? There's sometimes it's hard for me to like pick up on stuff because there's so many crossovers going on at any given time mm-hmm. that I'm so confused. That's why I, don't, I, you know, that's why I do trades. I'm like, all right, I get, I can get this trade, this story. I collect a story and then walk away. Um, but yeah, I've given up on floppies. Yeah, yeah, I, I feel you on that. Even yeah, like even though even though now I I, I do collect floppies. Um, before I used to wait for trades exclusively, um, but I do find that even when collecting floppies, I sometimes I tend to wait for because I usually collect miniseries, and yeah. usually from Image, and I usually wait until the miniseries finishes so I can actually read all of them at once. Because I do find that like. With floppies, it's a bit hard to like kind of keep track of the continuity like a month later or like a month and a half later, and then I find myself oh god oh gosh I gotta I gotta go back and reread the first issue just so I can keep track of everything that's going on. So that makes sense. Usually, like with me, I'll just kind of like as I'm reading it, all the the mem- you know all the memories of everything that I read from the previous issue just kind of comes back. So it's it's pretty like easy. It it it, com- it comes pretty easier for me. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, but I mean, to each his own, I guess. So it's like, yeah, I was, but yeah. um, but that's why. Well, like for my books, um, I always do like a, in the inside flat, I do a, uh, what happened before. A recap. Like I try to, yeah, recap. I try to do that because sometimes, like I, I'd love to pick up an individual comic book that I've heard about. But I'm yeah. so confused. Like I don't know what's going on. Yeah, like. But was... uh, yeah, I, you know what I do like. Uh, Radiant Black. Oh, I've heard of that one. I, I've, I was curious yeah, about that one. Yeah, I like Radiant Black. I got the, the first two trades of that. Um, and that's that, Indy? That's been... Yeah, that's uh, Image? N- image, yeah, Image. Yeah. Im- uh, yeah, that's the last thing I've, I've started collecting. I'm trying to think of anything else. I've, I'm on a old books kick right now. Like, older stories, you know, iconic stories. Right. Um. I'm usually picking up. I've been on that for a while. Like I, I like I'll like I said, I did the Hickman run. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, on Fantastic Four. I'm trying to do a X Men deep dive now. Mm-hmm. Okay. Like older Chris Claremont stuff. Oh yeah. Um, yeah. If you, uh, they Chris, have these new like masterworks. They're like. Like big omnibuses. Yeah. Yeah. So I've I've been buying those. Uh, I I I. I'm generally, I usually, whenever there's like a new Marvel show or something, uh, like Miss Marvel now is out, 
And so I'm like, all right, well, I'm going to get the trades for her, to see, you know, because I've read a little bit of it. And I'm like, well, you know, let me do a deep dive. I did the same thing with Moon Knight when Moon Knight came out. Right. Um, I did the same thing with uh, the Captain America, uh, Sam Wilson, Captain America. I got like two trades from that. I never did finish. Um, but, yeah, I just it's like a lot, a lot of times I just go to like a comic book shop and then like I have a list in my head of, all right, well, I need to get these. And then I won't get any of them, and I'll get something else. Right. <laughs> and then I'm, now I'm collecting another series that I, I still need to finish collecting. Um, Alan Moore Swamp Thing. Oh, I heard a lot of good things about that one. Yeah, I've got. I'm looking at it. One, two, three, four, five of the trades, and I think there's six or seven. So I need okay. to get the last ones of that. And Sandman, I got to finish Sandman. Oh yeah, Sandman's exceptional. I love that series. You a gaming? I think yep. I've yeah, got. Yeah. Pretty much. I think I got like enough. three of them. Hmm? Oh yeah, you said you have the. Oh yeah, three of them. Oh. I've got three of the trades. So I got the first three trades of the Sandman uh, series. Yeah. And I just need to get the rest. Yeah, you guys just names it. You just named some like really good ones. One person I did. Um, what I um, you know how you on TikTok they're like, oh, I'll go first. Mine was James Tiny in the fourth. Oh, yeah. He's like okay. killing okay. it right now with something's killing the children. A nice house on the lake. Um, his new one, Department of Truth. Uh, I just picked up the image, uh, you know, the image first for a dollar, and I'm like, okay. Um, and my uh, my LCS has a um, has all the trades, so I'm like, all right, throw that in my subscription box. I'm about to like start going ham on this one. Uh, um, yeah, yeah, I need to get in some of these image books. I'm so behind. Um, one of the another byproduct of making comics is you don't get to read them as much as you like because you're tired of reading. <laughs> you're tired of reading the comics. You're like, all right, I've I've, I've read a comic enough today. Um, but I need to shout out to Rodney Barnes, uh, Philadelphia. Um, I need to get on that. I've been um, hearing good things about that one too. Yeah, yeah, um, he's a good dude. Uh, he, he said he'll be on my show whenever I'm not being lazy about. Reaching out to him. I know. We're just looking in our comments, and we have a good friend of ours who's trolling. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, we have a, a good friend of our show, uh, John Haponic, the DC supervillain. Uh, he says, okay. uh, great, great news, rumored. Iron Fist reportedly returning to the MCU. Um, no joke for once. That, uh, yeah, um... Is it a new one, or is it a different actor? Hopefully, because um, if they're gonna, if they're gonna, if Disney's gonna waste uh, time and money to bring back Iron Fist, you know, the hero that nobody cares about, oh then God. they need to, they need to recast. I the like act- Iron Fist. The, I well, like Iron Fist. They, they, they need to recast the actor. Um, um, I, I deal, like if it was up to me, like I would just have Iron Fist just, you know permanently disappear from all versions of the multiverse after the Thanos snap and you know nobody acknowledges him anymore he They're was kinda, really kinda, that uh, angry from like, the show like like treat treat the, iron, the show did that to you yeah yeah I watched three episodes and I, and I couldn't do it anymore like that that show was just trash it was easily the worst thing worst thing, content from the MCU um, they should just treat Iron Fist like uh, the Simpsons treated Poochie in that one episode where Homer Simpson tried right. to include the Poochie character from Itchy and Scratchy and wow. then just have Iron Fist go I have to go. My planet needs me. And then just like cut to a title card saying that Iron Fist died on the way back to his home planet. And then nobody acknowledges him again. 
and that's it. You know, man, that's all. That's they, all. They, they, they really hurt you, man. I, I honestly like. Yeah. I thought it was, I, I liked parts of the show. Like I loved Colleen Wing. Colleen Wing was. From I what loved I've her seen in it. it. Um, Misty I loved Knight. every time Misty Knight is in the show. Right. I'm there for. It. Oh yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I I like the dude. What was his name? The the friend. Who was the villain? But yeah, I thought that guy did a great oh, job. Oh, um, you know what I'm talking. Yeah, I know. do. I, it's just I can't remember. His steel serp, steel serpent. No, not that guy. The other guy, the business guy. Oh yeah. Um, hold on, let me go he, on. His arc was entertaining. I, I think the problem is, and I've, I've read a lot about Iron Fist and the production behind it, um, and how the actor didn't get enough time to train. And then, like, he would come on set, and they would be like, all right, you got, like, 15 minutes to learn this fight scene. And, you know, so, like, there was a lot. And then, you know, it was cutting corners with budgets and everything like that. So, I, it was, they they needed, number one, they needed more money, and they needed more time. Hmm. So, I'm not going to hold that against them. I love the concept of Iron Fist. Like, I love Ed Brew. Ed Brubaker's run right. or to Matt Fraction? Probably Ed Brubaker because Matt Fraction's was... No, who did... Oh, who, Matt who Fraction's was, was Hawkeye. Hawkeye's was based on Matt yeah, Fraction's work. That's what I'm thinking about. Ed Brubaker's Iron Fist run is awesome. If you haven't read it, find it. They got it in the big, thick um, collection. Um, that, that, to me, if they had done a show like that, it would have been amazing. But I, I think that show was just doomed from the beginning just because of everything behind it. Mm. You know, and I do think they should just recast. I think yeah. they would find a martial artist actor, an actor who knows martial arts, Yeah. number one, uh, and then put, you know, do a couple more passes of that script <laughs> and give them a little bit more money and they would be all right. Like, mm-hmm. I, I, but I understand it wasn't a good show. Like, it wasn't a good show. It had good things about it, but it wasn't a good show. Yeah, there was a slight improvement with season two, but then it, it just wasn't quite, I, like I said, a very yeah. slight improvement, but it I just... I barely remember season two. Steel Serpent, that was a bit... Yeah. No, I remember, but then it's just like... Was he the bad guy in it? Yeah, because he was somebody that he trained with. But then he turned... But then he ended up siding with the hand. I go back and rewatch it. I feel like maybe I should go back and rewatch it, because I don't remember anything. That's okay, you're you're good. You can just just work on work on another a third comic series. Another page. Yeah. Oh, Matt Fraction actually did work on that same on that same Immortal Iron Fist. That's what I thought. Yeah, it it was one or both of them at the same time. Yeah, Ed Ed Brubaker, Matt Fraction, and uh, David Adger. Yes, yes, yes. Great, great series. Can't speak. I read it. I read it a lot. Great. Yeah, and it's great. I did see it. You know, I'm actually gonna try to pick that up, probably sometime this week. It's worth it. It's worth it, especially if you like martial arts, like right. movies or or anything. Like, it's definitely worth the pick up. Yeah, I haven't really seen a good martial arts movie since what The Raid. Oh. Well, uh, Shang Chi was good. Shang Chi was phenomenal. Actually, was good. my only issue with Shang Chi is 
they didn't need the dragon. The, the movie should have come down to a really awesome non-CGI martial arts fight between the dad and the son. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree because, like, thinking even when I even when I watched Shang Chi, like the dragons, while they like, they looked cool, I was like, eh, I think this is like it kind of felt yeah, like formula where 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 MCO was like, oh, we gotta have like the big we CG have the CGI light show. light show. But yeah, if they had it like, yeah. more grounded, like a like a one on one fight between Tony Long and uh, Simu Liu's characters, that that would have been refreshing to see. If they I it, I think it would have definitely. I think they didn't trust that people would be okay with the movie not having giant special effects as the culmination. I think they felt, they probably felt like, eh, just having the two of them fight, uh, people would be upset. But I'm like, if they would have had like, because one of my favorite uh, uh, final fights is Blade Mm 2 with uh, uh, Blade versus the, was it the? I can't remember the name of the creature, but the the one that had the mouth that opened. Oh, like Nomak? Like, Nomak? Nope. Yeah, 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 yeah. Nomak. Yeah. And they were just beating the living bejesus out of each other. <laughs> and I was like, that's what Iron Fist needed. Just forget the dragons, or save them for the sequel. But just like the two of them just going at it, like oh, they should have brought in the best fight choreographer they can get and just make it. But, you know, whoever, it's a Disney movie. Whoever did the Raid Redemption. Oh, yeah. yeah. Was, uh, I want to say. We just, did a, uh, we just did a top five martial arts scenes on top five uh, a few Ooh. weeks ago. Mm. I can't that's remember my top five. That's a good, that's a good, that's a good one. Yeah. What was my top five? Hold on. I'll tell you in a second. Oh, damn. Okay, so my top five was... Uh, Kill Bill number five, Riot versus the Crazy Eighty Eights. Number four, Fists of Fury, the dojo fight scene. Number three, IP Man, ten black belts fight scene. Oh yeah. Mm. Uh, Number two, the Raid, Mad Dog versus Rama and Andy fight scene. Yep. And then number one, uh, Legend of the Drunken Master, the final fight. Oh, that's a great list. Uh, yeah, I'm not gonna put you on the spot. I ain't gonna put you on the spot. That wow, that, that, that was that powerful. Me, I had to research. Like I, I, I had. To I would research. have to do that. That's why. Yeah, that was a hard one. I had to like, literally, because you know that stuff doesn't come to me like some of the other things. Like some of the other things we talk about, generally, you know, they just kind of come to me. Like yeah. we, whenever we do music, music pretty much comes to me. Oh man, we yeah. comic books. That stuff comes. to me. Oh yeah, and and also just looking at uh, uh John Hipponic's comment, uh, he says uh, no Fing Fang Foom in Shang Chi. It adds that comic book silliness and fun. Um, I would it say, did, but like, like I would say Fing Fang Foom has its that place. That was pretty much Fing Fang Foom. Yeah, no, it definitely was. Yeah, I would say no, like it, I mean, like it has its place in like yeah, but Fing Fang Foom was, was never like a Shang Chi staple. Yeah, it has more of its Not place really. like somewhere in like the cosmic MCU. Right. Yeah. He's more like Iron Man. That was Iron Man's guy. Oh, but Mandarin yeah. was too, so. Okay. Yeah. But I don't they, think they needed the Mandarin. Like, truth be told, like, it really should have just been, like, his dad is a badass fighter. And mm-hmm. 
two of them go at it. Like, they didn't need the rings. They didn't need any, like, that should have been the most grounded martial uh, uh, martial arts movie. But I get it. Like, it's Disney. You know, they, you know, they, they got to sell toys. Right. Um, and uh, they, you know, it, you expecting little kids to go see it. It would have been a really cool to have a brutal, you know, like, just, but they're not going to have, like, what I think a Shang-Chi movie should be, because that movie would probably be, like, PG-13 R. <laughs> <laughs> so, one thing I did want to bring up, and I mentioned this to Vic before, I was like, we have to tell him this. So, if you remember, when we first met at Rhode Island Comic Con, yep. you and Vic got into a little a little debate about well, two classic... Wait, what was that? Is it the Blank Man thing? Yes. You told me about this last time. You told me that he liked it. Oh, he has watched it. No, you to- the last time we were on the show, you talked about it. Oh, okay. Oh, well, yeah, that's fair, yeah. I, re- I, yeah, yeah, yeah. I really thought that was much more recent than that, but yeah. Mm-mm. You talked about, yeah, yeah, yeah. I remember the last, the first time I was on the show, you, you mentioned it. Yep, yeah, I gave both. Sh- I actually, I just watched Blank Man again, like, like <laughs> last month. Oh, nice. I love Blank Man. I don't care. Yeah, I <laughs> Blank Man every day. That was, like I said, we didn't have much back then, so you, you were thankful for what you got. Yeah, well, you know, I mean, Blank Man has his place, along with Meteor, Meteor Man. Man. You know. Uh, Mantis. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else? Mm. I'm trying to think. Um, it was a lot of... I never, you know what? I tell you one, I, I just refuse to ride with, and refuse to watch. Oh, what's that? Uh, Steel. <laughs> How'd <Yeah>. I know it? <laughs> because I, I like Steel. I love the character, and I don't want to get angry. <laughs> yeah, you, you like, like, I don't want to be that angry. Listen, you, you don't like Shaq, Shaq Fu's treatment of the beloved character. No. Oh my <laughs> god, probably Shaq Fu has I probably has to be, be angry. That's probably asking Listen, you like my life is too course. short to make myself angry, <laughs> and I know if I watch that movie, I will I I won't make it through. I won't make it through it. I know. I mean, Shaq was the hottest that thing at that it. time. He was breaking backboards and stuff. So uh, I I remember when they announced it, and then I remember when they showed the outfit, and I was like, nope. <laughs> I was like, nope. I don't, yeah. This movie, the, the script could be incredible, but that he looked. Ridiculous. He did, yeah. Even by '90s standards, he yeah, you couldn't pull. He couldn't. And pull I thought he was a bad choice. No I'm not just Shaq. gonna. I'm just gonna look it up. Mm. <laughs> nah, I, 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 there's one. There, there are a few. There are a few comic book movies that I just have not seen and refuse to watch. Steel is one of them. Mm. Yeah. What, what were some others? Trying to uh, oh my god, Catwoman. I'm looking at it right now. Catwoman? Oh. Holly Berry? I've never seen the Holly Berry Catwoman. Me neither. That's terrible. Not one, not, I, I, I don't think I've seen any pieces of it outside of if it is on a commercial or what. I've never sat down and even flipping channels, I've never even stopped. Like if, if I got to it, I'm like, no, I don't need to see that. Supergirl so, from the 80s. I like the Supergirl from there. Did you really? Once again, that's a different time though. <laughs> that's back. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm a, you know, I'm a older, you know, I'm forty. Like, you know, when Supergirl came out, like back then, it was like if it was a comic book movie, you were just thankful you had it. <laughs> right. 
I mean, I, I watched the Superman with Richard Pryor was in it. Uh, Superman four, three, four, four. Yes, it was three. It was three. Oh, well, it yeah. was three. Yeah. No. Uh, was it four? Was it, was it, was it four or three? I can't no, remember. Uh, uh, Richard Pryor was in Superman three. Uh, so, okay. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I I would sit and watch that. Like I watched Daredevil. I I thought Daredevil was great. And in retrospect, like I tried watching it recently, I was like, "What was I thinking?" <laughs> oh, you talking about the, the Ben Affleck Daredevil? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that's. And I heard there's like a director's cut that's better. I just I refuse. Yeah, the the director's cut it's not that different. Like it has like it had, the storyline is a makes a little more sense, but even then it's kind of more or less the same movie. It just has a subplot with Coolio in it. <laughs> That's that's the you know actually, I I don't think I liked Daredevil when it first came. I thought it was okay because I remember they had the stupid scene when they're in the park. Oh yeah, like fighting on the fighting like on the seesaw. And I'm like, all right, number one, this dude's supposed to be playing blind for everybody, but he's on a playground, and it's like it's one of those things where it's like because we have this renaissance of comic book movies where everything more or less makes sense Mm -hmm. it's so hard for me to like go back and watch the older ones like i still think to this day like i can't watch any of the x-men movies they do hit different now x2 x3 Days of Future Past. Days of Future Past might be the cl- only one I can kind of watch now. Yeah, like with the yeah with with the X Men films, um, they're, they're still well, most of them are are still watchable. Like my my personal favorite is X Men First Class, but um, really? I did not like yeah, it. Yeah, I, I liked it. I thought it was. Nah, I almost walked out on that movie, man. Oh wow! Like like I'll tell you like the one that well, a couple that were terrible were the Last Stand, which I didn't like, and uh, X Men Origins Wolverine. That was horrible. Oh, I, God, that movie was horrible. That was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. And here's the thing: we X Men First Class. I was mad about uh, 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 what's the old boy dying, the black guy. Oh yeah, um, that was the what, stupidest thing the... I've ever watched. Uh, it wasn't Morph, uh, was it? Nah. No, 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 Darwin. Morph. His Darwin, Darwin was his name. Yeah. Morph was yeah. literally created just for the just for the cartoon. Okay, yeah. The, 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 Dar- when they killed Darwin, I was like, "This is the dumbest thing I've ever seen." I almost walked out. My friends had to like stop me. <laughs> they were like, "Sit down, Javon. Just sit down." I was like, "No, nah, man, it's stupid." I almost did that with X three too when they killed Cyclops. I was oh, like, yeah. "Nope, nope." Yeah, killed them off screen, no less. <sighs> Once again, I almost walked out. Mm. I almost said, "Screw this." Yeah. So, like, those movies, like, X2, I, mean, I still think we haven't seen a great X-Men movie. I don't agree with like, that. Like, a, a relatively accurate X-Men movie. The closest thing was a little bit of Days of Future Past, but, like, not Days of Future Past, um, X-Men First Class. Like, we actually had, like, a team of X-Men fighting. Yeah. Right. But, like, the other movies, they're just, like, Wolverine featuring Professor X and Magneto. Yeah. Or the other way around, Professor X and Magneto and some other people that you kind of know who they are. They, you know, it's just we've never seen any type of accuracy whatsoever. They just throw these movies together. Yep, and just give have them take place in different decades and not age, not age at all. Not for real. That, that, <laughs> that, that, Yo, that, was, that, was, that was the dumbest gimmick. 
I'm mm. sorry. That was the dumbest gimmick. That was stupid. Yeah, I guess We're like... We're just going to jump 10 years, and, and nobody's going to age. For real. I, I guess like maybe the thinking was like, oh, they're mutants. Maybe they age really slowly. I don't know. <laughs> but that no, was, then you would, have to have a heal, you would have to have a healing factor. Every mutant has a healing Everybody. factor? Everybody. Mm. That's true. That, that movie series needs to... They needed to just end it, and I'm glad they did. They, they. I mean, yeah. they, I'm glad they just said, you know what? Especially after, uh, I, I, I tried to watch Dark Phoenix. Mm-hmm. I, I can't. I gave it, I gave it the college try, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing <laughs> yeah. I've ever seen. I was like, nope. I didn't even bother. No I, disrespect to anybody involved, but it just wasn't a good movie. What? The, apocalypse I actually made it through asleep. Apocalypse oh my god I just the whole time I had a headache I the entire movie Apocalypse puts me to sleep every time yeah that was my that was my melatonin hell like like even in X-Men Apocalypse like Jennifer Lawrence was just over it she was just phoning in her performance she could not give less of a damn and it showed well the problem is they started like I get it. She's a big star, and you know they're gonna start build, writing stuff for her to be in the forefront. Mm-hmm. But like they started make like she, she just stopped being Mystique after a certain point. Yeah, like she just stopped. Like the character Mystique was gone. Yeah, like the closest to Mystique she was was in Days of Future Past, and then after that they're like, nope, she's. Captain X Men, like, what are you doing here? What are we doing? Just, yeah. no. I, I want Marvel to do a great. They forget movies for X Men. Just forget it. Give me a Game of Thrones budgeted style X Men TV show that goes six, seven years and covers the whole thing. Like, forget movies. Just focus that would on work. The TV. It would work. Yeah, you know what? That's that would actually be pretty cool um, to say, to have like a like a Disney Plus uh, X Men series. Yeah. Or even yeah. or even like you can even have like opportunities for like different like spinoffs or like miniseries like like we had with Legion on FX, which I heard was really good. Um, I haven't I was, watched like, it yet. Yeah, but I heard good reviews about it. Like you could have like one where it sets like maybe a different group of X Men, like maybe like yep. some of the younger ones, like maybe like Jubilee and like uh, Generation X, Generation X, or like even Generation like X X twenty three, or like um, maybe have something with like Gambit and Roe, like like a romantic comedy drama, something like that. That would yeah. that'd be dope. That'd be yeah. That'd they be need to really just forget good. movies, man, because they try mm. to cram everything in. Yeah, in and you one can, movie. you just can't, and you you just can't. And I know and you don't perfect showrunners. I know mm-hmm. perfect showrunners. Oh, for an X Men show? Mm-hmm. Oh, who? D and D. I. <laughs> the guy, the showrunners for Game of Thrones. I wish I had more thumbs, so I would give that four thumbs down. Listen, li- listen, man. I'm gonna tell y'all something right now. Fuck Game of Thrones. Oh, uh, stop. All right. Stop. Yeah. All right, that, Are you upset at the ending? Oh yes, I am. Listen, it, I am upset at the ending forever for the rest of my days. I'm gonna the it's, ending. Yes, it's I don't fuck D and D forever until yeah. until I am no more and this world explodes into cosmic dust. I will even say it in the afterlife across all the multiverses. Fuck D and D. Fuck fuck the ending of Game of Thrones. And you know what? I'm more mad at myself 
but falling into the hype of following that bullshit ass show. No, you can't knock the show. You cannot knock the entire show. We have this argument all the time. I'm sorry. You cannot knock the entire show because of a bad because of a bad ending. Yes, you can. Like, no, you can't because it's like, yo, you the the show itself drew you in for six good seasons. I would say five, five and a half. Whatever the case may be. Said, would you be mad if I said I actually liked the last season? Yep. <laughs> yes. Here's the deal. Okay, not... all right, hold on, hold on. All right, all right. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna defend my, my, my argument. No, no, no. I'm, I'm curious. I, I Go understand. Ahead. I understand that people felt it was rushed. I mm-hmm. understand. Okay. Like, hear me out. I, I get it. I'm not saying that it was the greatest thing on earth, but I was entertained. Like I was entertained at the battle with well, the battle at Winterfell for what I could see of it. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I had to wa- I had to watch that with all the lights off. Like, but I get- legitimately in the house. I had to, me and my wife watched it. We had to turn every light off because the slightest glare is jacking up the whole thing. You can't see nothing. Um, but I I, en- I was entertained by that episode. I was I I was entertained by the episode where they were on the ice when they you know they, there was some ludicrous things in it like old boy running like you know <laughs> like forty miles <laughs> in like ten minutes. But listen, you know at some point I just turned my brain off. Um, I I I didn't think it was wholly terrible i mean i just re i just binge watched the whole show uh, a few months ago from start to finish mm-hmm. and maybe it like it, it felt differently after binge watching it again because there's no hype and anticipation anymore it's just you're just watching it you know so like i i'm not saying that it was the greatest hours on tv i i just said i was entertained for the hour that each episode provided and yeah. to me i can't ask for that more i'm not somebody who's read the books yeah, me neither. so I, I i i was entertained i'm not saying i agreed with every decision that they made but i was entertained okay fair yeah, point taken. Um, I, I'll say like that, and that's and that's I say that's a that's the uh, best approach. Um, if you're rewatching the series, if you turn your brain off and and you know not and you know and you know ignore the fact that you know with the ending was so egregiously bad that all of the character development ends up not mattering at all. All the how, red herrings, yeah. you know, nothing, nothing. So meant I'm gonna anything. ask how? How does it? How does it? How does the character? What, what character development? was thrown out oh gosh take your pick like the fact that we had um like Den- like daenerys like you had daenerys targaryen who who all of a sudden switched on a dime to burn down king's landing after she after she wanted to I'm gonna, like, conquer it i'm gonna challenge that i'm gonna challenge Ooh. that okay daenerys has has made impulse and made impulsive decisions for the entirety of the show literally Every decision she makes is about burning somebody. Mm-hmm. Almost every decision she's talking about burn them. She's a straight Jamaican. She's straight Yardy. <laughs> burn them. I mean, I mean, the- she she burned she burned uh um uh, what's the old boy and his dad. 
uh, his son, uh, right after the battle. Um, oh, I don't hear you talking about. I, I can't recall their. You names. know what I'm talking about, like the battle with um, with with the the the. Oh, was it um, dude's uh, family? Um, yeah, like, yeah. Uh, uh, Sam Sam's uh, dad and yeah. his, uh, brother. Yeah. She burned them, and they told her not to. Mm-hmm. She burned the slavers. She yeah. burned that whole city. Mm-hmm. She burns. Pe- that's what she does. She burns people. But, now. I'm but um, each, but but those decisions, but those decisions, like in the show, even they may have seemed seemed impulsive. I wouldn't say they were impulsive so much as they were just they showed the ruthless side of her. But every decision she made was calculated. Now the the final season, because it was so rushed, I knew that they were building up to her for her being like the the next like mad Targaryen. And you could and you can have her still burn burn down King's Landing, but. It was so rushed that it just felt so abrupt, like her getting there, getting to that point, you know, like. I mean, I once again, it wasn't, like it wasn't I, said, built I watched up, it again in totality, so everything was fresh in my mind. So all those instances where she made decisions, and she, because she made a lot of impulsive decisions, she did make quite a few impulsive decisions, mm-hmm. and then you, she just had her friend killed by Cersei. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like, I, I totally can see why she's just like, man, F y'all. And it just burn the whole thing, and I'll build it, I'll rebuild it. Mm, yeah, yeah. I, again, I, I didn't think it was set up well. It, it, it just okay. was, there wasn't enough, enough meat there, you know? Like, like, there were elements there from what you're saying, but, <laughs> like, if, if, the, if, the, if the series had, like, one more season... I think that there would have been a little more buildup for that. That that would have been stronger. But right. but what we had was just like, all right, let's just get. So we have A, B, C. Let's get all the way to Z. And it's like, ugh, man. There's no seems like scene missing basically. Yeah, but that's the thing. So what, that's the what you're gonna learn stuff. about me is I'm a contrarian sometimes. So when I find out somebody doesn't like something, and I'm like, I'm not a contrarian. I, 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 yes, I'm, I'm you are. I am not. Yes, you. Are Victor Omoyo is not a contrarian. Yes, you ask, ask are. anyone in the comments. I am, I am the least contrarian is person. Is somebody as Vic a contrarian? But, you are a natural. Like, like, give, give, give me an example. Contrarian. Give me an example. Anything. My t- your top one hundred films of the year. You, oh, you mean of the of the decade, the twenty tens? The twenty ten, yeah, yeah. The top one hundred. Yeah. You did not. Include neither Infinity War or Endgame for the sake of this debate. You did that to troll me. I I know you did. Don't I'm no sorry. you be yes. You didn't include the two greatest movies. Yes, well, two of the greatest movies of all time. Mind you, mind you, when all he time. left Infinity War with joy, seeing the good guys lose. He's there was a kid. Who was he told the story? There was a little kid who was crying after he saw Spider-Man get snapped, and he and the kid was saying, "I want to go home." That horrified me. And you left with that same shit-eating grin, <laughs> <laughs> that same shit-eating grin that you're wearing now. Okay, then, then for Endgame, you cried at the end of when Tony Stark died. Twice, cried. You got misty-eyed reviewing it on the show. I did. Uh, 
You mean to tell me that none of those movies? That's can I ask why you didn't have it? Well, I mean, I, I see, I, I've seen, I've seen hundreds of movies and different kinds, and there were just, there just happened to be, in my, my estimation, a hundred more films that were more interesting than Avengers: Endgame and, and Infinity War. Like, like if I, if I expanded the list a bit, it would have, Avengers, both movies would have been somewhere between 101 and like 120 at, at least. It would have been around there. But like, there were just a hundred movies that were more. Was Avatar above them? Can, Wait, did Avatar make the Avatar, list? Time out. You put Avatar. Was Avatar not? No, no, Avatar wasn't that. No, it, it, it wasn't. In, it wasn't can, in the twenty. All right, 20 give me. Days. Can you give me like three other movies that you had on the list? Oh yeah, like um, like Moonlight. Uh, that's one of my one of my favorites. Uh, the Tree of Life, Terrence Malick. Um, <laughs> also Mad Max Fury Road. God, that one of the most brilliant all right, all right. directed no, action no, films. No, 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 sir. Yeah, <laughs> sir. Sir, you will not, you will not be smirched Mad Max Fury Road. George Miller? This, no, no, no. Time out. <laughs> what I'm saying to you is Mad Max is very good. I love, I like Mad Max. I mm-hmm. truly did. Mad Max ain't had me standing up in the movie theater clapping like I'm a little kid when, like Endgame did. Or like Infinity War did when Thor showed up on the battlefield of Wakanda and everybody in the theater lost their doggone mind. No, sir. What Mad Max did not elicit cries from grown people, grown adults, when 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 Black Panther dis when Black Panther disappeared, I saw women crying, like full on tears. When Tony Stark was dying, all you could hear was people sniffing in the theater. I'm sorry, you can't. You, nah. Mad Max is just one long movie, one long car chase. And that was the brilliance of it. Like, like that was the brilliance uh, of it. Like, it's it, it is one of the I most mean, it was one of the most like creatively directed action films of the last twenty years. Thank you, John Caponica. I mean, and I, if that's the case, like that's fe- like on a filmmaking. Ain't better than Infinity War. Oh no, 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 on a filmmaking level, like Mad Max Fury Road trumps like that's pretty great. much anything I, you see in the MCU or okay, even DC. But it, the story ain't better. Story ain't better. Oh, story ain't better. Story does not. The story does not have the the emotional hook that either of those movies had. The roller coaster, the roller coaster ride that just. Okay, give me two more. T- no, no, no. I gotta know this. Give me two more. Two more. Okay. Um. Uh, so Parasite. Um. Bong Joon Ho. I haven't seen it yet. Oh, it's exceptional film. So brilliant. It's on my list. It's on yeah. my list to see. Um. If Beale Street Could Talk. Um. Blade Runner twenty forty nine. Oh no 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 no! I was wait. I knew you was gonna. No 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 no. Why? Have you seen it? Absolutely not. Have you seen it? No. Yes, I have. Absolutely not. Bored to tears. Sorry. No. No 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 no. Nope. Nope. Endgame and Infinity War, each movie Sorry, themselves took you on what roller coaster ride. I know that this is your show, and I will not disrespect you, but I'm just going to say I sternly disagree with that that uh, decision to put to put those two films. Oh, I mean, okay, I might give you Mad Max Fury Road, maybe, but not Blade Run. No, no. No, like like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. I mean, just visually alone. And MC, MCU can't even 
dream. Well, MCU, they have yeah, the, Disney has the but resources. The story was, but the story was not great. I thought the story was brilliant. I thought it was a. I thought it was. A, it was one of those rare sequels that's actually better than the classic original. I, I really did. Like I. That. You. You might be alone. In oh, oh no. No, like Blade Runner twenty forty nine. You got to give that movie its flowers. Like Denis Villeneuve did the damn I, thing. I'm just saying you might be alone in in, in the the the, assert, the assertion that uh, uh, that that's better than the original Blade Runner. Oh, I, you I, might I, be alone in that. Oh no, I, I I'd, I'd say it is. Like you can you can find a good a fair. I gotta contingent. see I gotta see this top one hundred list. I gotta post. Oh, it I'll I'll, I'll find it. I can find yeah, it for yeah, you. Send it to me. Because Endgame, Infinity, those are game changers for me, man. There's right. so much of a game. There's so much game changers that everybody to this day, anytime they go see a Marvel movie, they get frustrated if it doesn't give them the same feeling that Endgame gave them at the, the and Infinity War's third uh, third acts gave them. Like, they, like they get frustrated, and I have to, I have to frequently be like, guys, you can't. You can't You're do that. Get like that same feeling every yeah. movie. Like let it go. Exactly. Endgame has the best third. Endgame might have the best third act of any of. of that's a top ten third act. Top ten. Yeah. All to all time movies. All time movies. I was at that funeral. You know how black folks I'm, be at funerals. Listen. I felt that, like I was at that funeral. That. <laughs> That that on your on your left. Uh, the I portal mean, scene. So many, hey, the portal scene. There, there's not one scene. There, I'm gonna say this for all the for all the filmmaking that 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 go that the great filmmaking of, of Mad Max and Blade Runner. There's not one scene in that movie that compares to the portal scene. Say it again now, for the I, people in the back. Not one scene. That had that gives you that visceral reaction that when I because listen we could, we could pull up the YouTube's man we could pull up the YouTube's of people losing their crap when that joint happened and I know you did so mm-hmm. I you, there's no way you did there's no way you could be a fan of comic books and 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 not want to jump in the battle with Captain America when soon as you see everybody coming when you see T'Challa walk out. The, yeah, I mean, like, I don't, I, I, I am, I'm, a, and I'm, in, I'm in agreement. Like, I'm not at all, you know, uh, debating the, the, the power, the, the crowd pleasing power of those moments. And mind you, those, I mean, those films had like literally 20, 20 something movies to build to that moment. That's what, that's what, that's where the emotional investment comes yeah, from. Yeah, but whereas but if Blade you just watch Runner them, has Blade Runner to build off too. Yeah, Mad but, Max well, is building off their movies too. Yeah, but Blade Runner only had one other film, and Fury Road had a whole had a whole new actor, and like thirty years between that and like the Mel Gibson uh, trilogy. But if the, if it but then but then here's the thing though, like then if it didn't matter, then they wouldn't have used Mad Max. They could have called it anything. Like if you're being honest, they could have had a whole new name. It, it, you know, if it if it didn't if it didn't matter. No, no. I mean, how many times it. did they call him Mad? How many times did they call him Max in the movie? Like they literally could have called him anything. I mean, sure. They just, they that was for, that to me. I, I remember watching a movie. I was like, this isn't a Mad Max movie. This is just a movie. <laughs> oh, you watched, you watched. I'm sorry, but you, you, you did not give the film. I am enjoying you, this you, debate. You know, when you I say when I say it's just film. a movie, I mean within the within the framework of the franchise. Well, right. No, no, I, I'm I, not saying that 
that's what I mean. I mean, like, it's not a Mad Max movie. It's just a, a whole new thing. Like, they don't even call them. They, I think they maybe call them Max, like, once or twice. But, like, I, you, you didn't need the other movies to watch this movie. Oh. It, he could have been a brand new character. I sure. feel like it. But, but you know what? It, it's your opinion. I can't, I can't change it. Um, but you had some very know. compelling points. And it, it was nice to find it because the final season of Game of Thrones was so bad. Like, it was just universally bad. I never heard anybody that actually said that they liked it. So it was actually, it actually felt good to hear that perspective for once. But I think that's because it's it's one of those things where, like, once again, how many years was it in between the season? It was like, it was, a, it was huge. It was a huge gap. Of about, time, and so about a year. Well, yeah, it was, was about a year. It was about a year. We we waited for that. But it was like all this like build up, you know. Like it's one of those things where I feel like a lot of these shows, like you're not gonna get the feeling that you've built up inside of you. Like very few shows match what people build up inside them. Like I love the ending to Lost. Like I think it was perfectly fits with the with this show. But people have built up what they thought the ending of the movie was going to be. And so, and this happens a lot. A lot of times it's what you have built up in your head. If you don't get that or at least get the feeling of what you built up in your head, you're let down. By the way, great reason why Endgame and Infinity War were so great. Because they literally matched and exceeded what any of us thought was going to happen but a lot of these shows that's what you get because you have seasons upon seasons upon seasons of build-up and you know sometimes your expectation isn't met and when your expectation isn't met you get a letdown and then you get frustrated but that's why i like a lot of these shows like like i said game of thrones at the time i might have been like all right, and then I went back and binge watched it again. I was like, well, it wasn't as bad as I remember. Like, you know, if I, after some time, I was like, it's not that bad. You know, it's not great, but it's not that bad. You know, I'm entertained. Also, it's hard to close. Sometimes it is, it's it very is hard legit, to close. especially hard when the close. writer, the original writer, hasn't written the damn book. Yeah, yeah, George R. R. Martin. Like, they ran out of source material. He's doing a new Marvel comic, by the way. Oh, he has time for that, really. <laughs> he, he got time to finish Game of Thrones. Okay, okay. <laughs> but but, he did, but he, Strong he is that finished, one. by the way. Strong yeah. is finished. The oh, it is The book is done. Good. And all, the book is done. All the swag is done. All the rewards are done. Everything is done. I'm just waiting for the Kickstarter to be over. We, we reached a goal. Oh, you did Today. reach it. Right. Today? Today we reached the goal. Yes, we, we're over the goal now. Yes, we're over the goal, but we I want more. Like, I mean, this sounds terrible, but I want to go higher, um, you know, because I can do more great things. So we're doing I'm doing a um, a stretch goal right now. Um, if we hit three grand, if we hit three grand or more, then everybody gets uh, the option of a um, alternate cover drawn by uh, Michael Watson, of, uh, Freestyle Comics. So we're drawn by Michael Watson, colored by myself. So you can either get the main book or you can get the alternate cover. 
so that's one stretch goal. And then if we hit 3,500, um, I'm going to, uh, if you got a, if you got the tier with the, um, with the heat trade paperback, uh, it's going to be a brand new cover by me, by myself. Right on. So, and I might have some other things, um, coming up to, to, to get us to the, to that higher goal. We're, we're less than uh, $500 away from three grand. So, you know, I really think we, you know, and we got a week left, so I think yeah. we can do it. Yeah, I saw that. I saw the, um, I got the email earlier and it said that you was 95% done, like 95% funded. I'm like, oh yeah. Like, shout out to BJ Kicks, got us over. Shout out, he was the last guy. He got us over. Uh, he's gonna. Uh, I, I did. It, I really quickly did something to get us the last little bit where I said whoever gets us over, uh, will get to co-host uh, my St- uh, a Stoke podcast with me. Uh, and and BJ Kicks came in with the, uh, the, the to get us over the hump. So shout out to him. But yeah, I mean, you know, we we. It took a lot longer than I thought it was going to take, but, you know, that's what Kickstarters are, man. Sometimes they fly by. Sometimes they take forever. You just, you know, I'm just glad we've reached the goal. Uh, I'm not as stressed anymore. <laughs> I can relax just a little bit. But, you know, work still still needs to be done. But the book is done. So this is not a Kickstarter where you're giving money and you're waiting and you're hoping for the book to eventually be done. Because you gotta, people gotta get paid and everything. I, the book is done. Awesome. Yeah, yeah, right on. I just need to send it to the printer. Mm-hmm. I'm ready. Send all the t-shirts, the design. They just need to go to the, you know, everything just needs to be paid for. Right on. Yeah. Yeah, we're, we're ready for it. So, yeah, let's, yeah. let's I get said, it. Like I said, I'd let you know. I was like, you know what? Let me... Set. I appreciate you, man. <laughs> I appreciate you. I appreciate you. Um, and listen, if you can't afford it, you know, if you can't do the three dollars to to get the digital copy, just share the link, man. It, I, I would appreciate. And I'm not just talking to you. I'm talking to everybody. Just share it with your social sh- social shirt social circle. Um, and you know, to people who who like comics, and and if you even if you don't like comics and you you know, support it, buy a book, give it to your local library, give it to a kid that you know, um, if you got a nephew, if you got a daughter, you know, if you got a son, you know, a daughter, if you got grandkids, you know, reading is, you know, reading is, is something that I'm very, very, uh, uh, I'm very, um, um, I'm very interested in, in perpetuating to, to, to young people. I know everybody's on iPads and everything like that, but you know, you know, reading it sounds silly, but reading is fundamental. You know, we you know, I want our kids to read. And a lot of times comic books are a great gateway to, you know, just reading, you know, normal books because it's an easier way for them to get used to, you know, reading books and then they can just jump right in. Um, so I'm I'm long been a proponent of it, um, even, you know, from my mom. My mom was big on children reading. You know, she was an author and, you know, she uh, wrote books and she was always, you know, very much about, you know, kids should read. And and I'm the same way. Uh, That's how, you know, comic books are how I developed my vocabulary um, when I was a kid and how I, you know, got better at reading. Um, 
And so, and I have a deep, deep, clearly I have a deep, deep love for comic books and I always will. And so I'm always going to keep pushing it. So listen, if you, even if you, if you do not read comic books, hear me out. If you do not read comics. I'm talking to whoever's watching. Just, you know, if you want to support, you know, a young black man, well, I ain't young no more, but a black man who entrepreneur who's, who's working to, you know, make something of himself. Uh, but just, you know, get the book, give it to somebody, you know, give it to somebody who has kids, Christmas gift, birthdays, or like I said, bring it to your local library and say, here, you know, I want to give this to you. I want to donate this. Um, I know a couple people have done that with the uh, previous heat books, but you know, there's, there's really no excuse to not support, you know, it's not, it's not always about, I don't read comics, you know, get a cool, get a cool t-shirt along with it. Awesome. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. We can end off right there. Shoot, if you had, we had some collection plays, some white gloves. We would have got paid on that one. <laughs> I appreciate it, man. I had to learn. You gotta learn how to talk when you want to sell comic books, man. If you, you can't talk, you can't sell your comic. Then you in the wrong business. You, you better find somebody who can. Yeah, I'll learn that real quick. You definitely ain't lying, man. So, um, Javon, thank you for thank you for coming on. I mean, it's always a pleasure. The door is always ap- open for you I to just that. shut down Vic's movie tits <laughs> to disagree with Vic. <laughs> I will come on a lot more, but you guys come on at the same time as top five. So we will be. I gotta, we we got to merge it. We got to get we got to get you on. Uh, I'll give you enough time next time. Like I, we will we'll have the the, uh, the topic and I'll, I'll let you know. Um, I, I, I'll let you know. But we we got to get you guys on. You guys are fun. Oh man, yeah, yeah, and but yes, you got, and give you us some thick skin though. You got thick skin. Oh, I think you. I think Vic, you know, I, I, Vic displayed it. Let you know ahead of time, man. You gotta have thick skin. You can't come on that show thin skin. You you might get feelings hurt. Because <laughs> if your list ain't up to par, you will you will hear about it. <laughs> But thank know. you guys for having me on. I appreciate it. Oh, man. Thank you. you t- uh, tell the good people where they can find you. At. You can always find me at visuallystoked.com. That's my website. Um, you can find me at Visually Stoked Media on YouTube. You can find me at Javon Stokes on, not, excuse me, on Facebook. You can find me at Visually Stoked Media. On Twitter, I'm at visually underscore stoked. On Instagram, I'm Visually Stoked Media. You can find me on Facebook. I'm always talking on Facebook. Y'all know I'm very opinionated on Facebook. <laughs> um, and then you can always see me. Uh, you can see me on Top 5 Live every Monday, every Tuesday, excuse me, Tuesday at 8 Eastern. Um, you can watch that on anytime on visuallystoked.com slash podcast. And then the same for a Stoke podcast every Thursday at 8 uh, we talk to creative people uh, who are entrepreneurs, who are artists, who are, you know, fashion, uh, fashionistas. We even, you know, we talk to, you know, I just last week we talked to a guy, a hip hop artist who's a teacher. So, you know, we just we're, we're uh, uh, I'm using my platform to give others an opportunity to, to, to talk about what they love to do. Um, and I just like, you know, I love talk. I love to talk. So I love to talk to people who are interesting. So that's kind of, that's kind of what I do. 
So yeah, that's you know, but visuallystoked.com is kind of the gateway to everywhere. You can find me there everywhere. So feel free to go there. You know, you can sign up for uh, a newsletter to put in your email and get all the good stuff. But definitely go strong number zero. And look out for heat number two in hopefully a month. Oh, hopefully, 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 hopefully. I got it half done. I got it. <laughs> I got. I'm gonna lose some sleep, but uh, it should be done by the time I start doing con season. And uh, I'll be at Terrific Con. Uh, I'm hoping to be at Fan Expo, Boston. I'm hoping to do Rhode Island again. Um, I'm hoping to do Baltimore. Uh, I was hoping to do New York Comic Con. I haven't heard a thing. Mm. Uh, and so there's a Springfield. I'm trying to do Springfield Comic Con too in July. And then I believe we're doing a live uh, episode of Top 5 Live in North Carolina. Uh, first time I'm going to meet the guys. Uh, we should be doing that. should take place sometime in July. Okay. Uh, so, yeah, I got, a, I got a busy summer. Nah, tell me about I hear you. I hear that. Also, uh, what else we got going on? So uh, this Friday I'm going to be at the Cornerstone Complex with the uh, Black Nerd uh book club gonna be reading comics to kids so uh if you're not doing anything from between uh 4 30 and 7 30 uh we'll be there so bring your kids along pick up some free comics come you know just come to support these uh these uh great young brothers and then also we're gonna be at culture fest uh july 1st through the 3rd we're gonna be having our own uh table with some so a limited supply of our, of our T-shirts from Infamous Customs. I'm going to be one of the main DJs there. And uh, we're going to be shooting some live content. So, yeah. And also, uh, courtesy of Rock Coco's Comics, uh, some free comics as well we're going to be giving out. So, yeah. Make sure you check us out. And, and uh, I think that's pretty much it. Yeah. For right now. Yep, that's pretty much it. And, uh, you know, people know where you can find our stuff. Uh, we're on Facebook Live uh, every Tuesday evening around 8 p.m. Eastern. Uh, also, uh, all of our audio episodes are on Spotify, SoundCloud, uh, Apple Podcasts, uh, iHeartRadio, Stitcher, uh, pretty much Google Codex Prime Podcast, and you'll find us everywhere. Yep. Uh, we're also on Instagram at Codex Prime Podcast and Twitter at Codex Prime Cast. Yes. And one more big shout-out to our sponsor, Silk City Hot Sauce, where... You can find all your delectable flavors, like the one that Vic just tri- just uh, had, the Bob <laughs> Bob Levy's blue cheese ass looking hot sauce, and then uh, just use uh, just go to SilkCityHotSauce.com, use the promo code Codex to get 15% off of your order, and then also you can get um, Codex Prime apparel at InfamousCustoms.com, and you can get our limited edition Juneteenth shirts. Yeah, anything with the with uh, Victor Vader, DJ Mr. Bird, or the Codex Prime podcast, infamouscustoms.com is where you got to go. That's right. Yeah. So, yeah, once again, uh, once again, Javon, uh, thank, thank you for joining us once again. And we will, you know, hopefully you we'll, we'll have you back on and we'll hopefully uh, get on your show at some point. Oh, yeah. I'm, that's going to happen. That's going to happen. Uh, it, it, I got to I gotta find out what the uh, – we might be able to do it next week. But I just need to find out what the topic is. I don't wanna I don't wanna blindside you guys. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, sounds good. Alright everyone, uh thank y'all for watching and thank y'all for listening. Um as always, we'll catch you on the flip. Peace out nerds. Later. Strong number zero. Get it. <laughs>